Oh. <coughs> no, come on. I, I got to get back to class real quick. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll hit that in a second. All right, kids. Hey, how you doing? Uh, it's me. I'm the substitute teacher today. Uh, welcome uh, to season 141, episode 5 of the Daily Zeitgeist. This, uh, according to my notes here, is a production of... <coughs> oh, man. A production of iHeartRadio. Uh, I'm not smoking. I was not smoking in the hallway. It's just something going on with the allergies i think in the filtration of the air conditioning system is not up to par that is why i'm coughing this is a podcast though where we take a deep dive into america's shared consciousness and say just off the rip these are the people we say fuck you okay the coke brothers fuck fox news fuck rush limbaugh fuck fuck sexton fuck jk rowling fuck you know what i mean we don't have time for no turfs we have time for no racists if you're if you fucked with any of those people and you don't like what you heard turn it off now because you will get upset okay you're still in great because you're gonna have a great fucking show because it is friday that is a great thing this is also july 10th 2020 2020 and my name is miles gray aka jean-michel Masquiat. Uh, for, uh, you know, a little, little fine art reference. Thank you to Crispy Yamaguchi Main, Christy Yamaguchi Main, uh, for that, AKA. And I am thrilled to be joined by my guest co-host, somebody I know so well. Uh, and some of you might know this bond I have with this person very well, too. If you subscribe to the number one rated, uh, and I can't verify those numbers, but we are saying the number one rated 90 Day Fiance podcast, okay, 420 Day Fiance, please help me to welcome today's special guest co-host, the one and only Sophia Alexandra. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for coming through. You know, Jack, uh, you, Jack and I tried to, bend, you know, I guess mend the fence or whatever the saying is. Uh, and, you know, we kind of got into it uh, over just some homemade Baja Blast recipes. We were, it got a little contentious. I said, and I some think things you know whose side, you, I think you know whose side I'm on because I'm here yep. today. Because you're here. And Jack and isn't. So think about yeah. that. <laughs> so the beef continues, y'all. Zyking, keep sending in your theories as to why Jack and I are beefing because we love it. Uh, but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, we are beefing. Okay, now <laughs> I am thrilled to announce today's guest someone who has been on the show once when i have not been here has been on the show once when i have been here when i am when i am here when this person is here i laugh i think this person is hilarious i think this person is intelligent i think this person has a wig game fiercer than patty labelle's please welcome the very fantastic and hilarious mono agapian hi yes what's up oh man i'm so glad you can see my wigs i love it um, I, I love it. First thing I was clocking, <laughs> I saw the Greek flag and I saw the wigs. And I said, yep. Katina Pio. I didn't see <laughs> any of that because I just saw your tank top. And yeah. I, was like, I was like, you are very cute and I like your shoulders. Oh, thank so you. I just was distracted. Sorry. Hey, what about it. me, Sophia? Yeah. Miles, I see <laughs> how beautiful you are every day when we nah, record. Uh, Mono got the nice, Thanks. got the fucking... Uh, tank top with the chest hair out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I have about three chest hairs, so I I, I keep them to myself. I mean, dressing <laughs> dressing like a slut is one of the few joys of this quarantine. Just <laughs> you also got tight panties on, don't you? Because I saw when you got up. Sorry, oh. I'm really lonely. Oh my god, <laughs> short shorts. How do I? Who, where do I file a complaint? This I is... know. <laughs> this is a Zoom call lurker over here. No, yeah, I dress. I lit. I dress so scantily. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love every second of it. I like short shorts, tiny tanks, um, yeah. and I can't tell if it's because I'm Euro trash or gay. Uh, I think it's <laughs> isn't that probably the same both. thing? 
Yeah. <laughs> the, is yeah. so for you in quarantine because uh, I've I've and I bring this up a few times on the show. Clothing to me is just merely a way to not be naked on a Zoom yes, call. Like truth. I've lost the thing where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fucking wear that with this. Oh shit. Yeah. We'll just wait. I'm like, nah, dude. I can't have. I have to have pants on. So I'll wear this pair of sweat shorts or basketball shorts. Uh, I, I don't know if that's the same for you. Or you still have a little bit of magic when you select your outfits. It depends with who. I have to. There have been some Zoom calls where I pretended to look like an adult. I have to admit. Oh wow! So what? It, so what? What kind of? Um, you know, what kind of uh, fashions are we talking about when you have uh, to elevate the game for a Zoom call? The great like thing blazer? about like how? <laughs> like what no, are we like talking? a like a polo or a button up. Oh shit! <laughs> Do you know what I? I I have not worn a button-up, unironically, since before the quarantine. I don't know mm -hmm. why buttons ha on a shirt have become my arch nemesis. I'm like, yeah. get away from me, Satan. Not today. But not I'll today. I wear no. a nasty t-shirt. I hear you. I hear you. And I had a couple shirts that actually look like sh You ever? I have some shirts that look good on top, but look like shit in, like, towards the bottom. And yeah. I was, oh, okay. And I was able to use those, which made me so happy. Because, like, I, it, like, you know, waste up. up yeah, uh -huh. yeah, it fits up top, but it does mm -hmm. not fit on the bottom. Um, <laughs> so that that made me really happy to get to use those that have just been sitting in my closet, pretending like my body will one day change. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm loving it. Up. I'm loving everything from the chest up. Um, yeah. So, Mono, we're gonna get to know you a little bit better, but first, but before we do all that, actually, let me just let me ah, just crack Ooh, a cold brew up. Sound of that the cold mm. brew. Wow. Someone's Powering up. It's been a while since I had my Kirkland Signature cold brew. Okay. Uh, That's a, that looks like a white claw to me. You look. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> if only. It's, it, it has the generic, like, you know, jungle cat on there. Oh, you got the high brew. Yes. I got the high brew as well. They oh, sent me like some it. samples. Shout out to high brew. You know, but the sample stopped coming. So then I went to Costco. <laughs> uh, but there you go. <laughs> As we get to know you a little bit better, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Disney World. Just really not giving a fuck. Uh, they are opening. It's like, fuck you, bro. We're opening. What the fuck are you going to do about it? It's the Magic Kingdom. Uh, hopefully, the magic will protect our employees from the coronavirus. Uh, we're also going to do a quick uh, white supremacy fuckery roundup uh, just to kind of check in on uh, the, the good folks uh, in the clan hoods and see what they're up to. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, all the, the, the Karenisms, the rise of, of Karen energy. Mm -hmm. What is it about? Uh, Jack was wanting to speak, talk about this last week, and then I was like, oh, wait, I got something to say about this. He's not here, but we will have this discussion because I think it's interesting to get everyone's perspective on, like, what is it? Is it, are, are Karens new? Have they been here? <clears throat> is it the media? Do they, they want to they focus more on women than the men because of inherent patriarchy? So what is it? We will have to talk about that, and we will get to the bottom of it. And who better than three people whose parents were not born in this country? And some of us <laughs> not even born in this country. But we will be here to discuss that. Okay. Uh, so before we do all that, uh, Mano, what's something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Ooh, something from my search history that's revealing. Um, you know what? I'll say... I'll say uh, there's a lot, um, and obviously a lot of it's porn. But the the let's say the one that's really uh, tickling my brain right now. I, you guys already do this on another podcast, but I keep googling what the couples from 90 Day Fiance are doing now. 
Like I, <laughs> I can't stop myself. I can't stop myself. Uh, you haven't like, found a better pair. Come to on, talk we're about this who are you? Who are you? So excited! In? Yeah, what is? I mean, the Laura Aladdin or Aladdin, Aladdin, um, Aladdin, yeah, Aladdin. Yeah. Aladdin. Uh, his, they're kind of fascinating, and I like that they've been vocally fighting, and I like that they're like they're one of the only couples that like are like we are broken up, whereas like so many of the other ones are like we're working on it. Like, yeah, no, they they were a mess. I mean, so many of these couples, you know, whenever Sophie and I we like watch a new season, we always go, there'll only be maybe one couple we think there's a a real legitimate shot at being like a human healthy yes. relationship. And not always, not always. Yeah. Like we were so excited for Armando and Kenny because it was they were the first good people we'd seen in like years yes. on the shows. Yeah. We were like, oh my god, are we oh, crying? <laughs> I, I cry every damn week we when Armando or Kenny's coming out to his parents or telling his daughter they're moving. And every every time you think it's going to be terrible and it's beautiful. It's always so gorgeous. When Ronald and Daniel are sweet to each other. Remember like uh, like Daniel is um, Tiffany's kid. And like, oh, sweet Daniel. Uh, and they're like, uh, he, he loves is, Daniel. He's he our hands a, down our most favorite child. Yeah. He's a star. He's a fucking he's a, star. He's an angel from fucking heaven above. <laughs> he really is. The and purest like, of heart. Ronald's has some stuff to go Ronald through. Ronald is a problem. He's a problem, but he's so sweet. He's genuinely so sweet to Daniel. I yeah, thought. he is. Well, he is kind no? of like. No. Well, what about the. He, uh, here's uh, South Africa. It's very dangerous where everyone dies, my boy. Oh, hey, ever heard boy. of murder and gangs, my boy? What yeah, a he's fucking driving up He's like, this is where you could potentially get human trafficked, my boy, and then be away <laughs> from your family. But I love you. It's like, whoa, okay. I mean, different ways of parenting. I, w- I mean, yeah, I get this your might point. be illuminating. Ronald, like, you know, this might be illuminating. He liked to play my the dad daddy role. issues. Yeah, well, look, welcome to the uh-huh. club. Call three dad <laughs> night. Um, <laughs> what, also, what kind of porn are you looking for? Just glaze oh over God. that shit. Um, What's the vibe right now? You know, I'm um, glad you asked that because I already naughty sleepover. Naughty sleepover. Naughty sleepover. I love when two friends are like, "We're friends," <laughs> and then and they're like, "Uh oh, <laughs> uh oh," which is <laughs> so wholesome. That's the most adorable porn preference I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've always. I think it's because I didn't. I was uh, a chunky. Um, uh, I'll just say I was chunky and I was not hitting my, I didn't hit my sexual prime till like 22 or 23, um, or I guess do mm-hmm. even anything remotely sexual till 22 or 23. And so I think there's always a part of my life that's right. like, wait, people in like high school, like got to like do stuff. That's so, that blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, Making up for lost time. Making up for lost time. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Naughty sleepover is always cute to me. I like that. So the so the format of the scene is always the same. It's a sleepover. It's starting off friendly, like not not going there, and then do a then little body like a exploration, game, like spin the bottle kind of thing. How do, or how do we? How what do if they we practice cross? kissing? Right, that's how it starts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and gay gay porn has a really interesting slant like there's an there's also there's a lot of um homophobia in gay porn which is both problematic but also exciting you know because there's that little twinge of like this isn't gay right or like we can't force our gayness but we can't help right right but act on it and it's 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 a really weird thing that uh, a lot of gay porn involves itself in 
Well, I think that's like sort of the interesting thing of that porn reveals about the psyche, because on some level, the people making it are kind of aware of these taboos or dynamics, you know, within our culture to like sort of exploit to make them. That's why I'm like right now, I'm like, why the fuck is there so much like stepsister, stepbrother shit on the straight oh my side of God. the fence? I'm like, what? How many oh, of y'all were in these blended the, families even... and you just wanted to fuck your older stepsister? It's like, well, it's like, oh, remember how uh, the they same. did a whole thing about where all the different pockets of the country, which porn is popular, like which porn searches are. And it's like in the most racist places, uh, most popular porn is like, oh, black on white. And then, mm-hmm. you know, in these other places, mm-hmm. it's like step sister, step brother. And it's like regionally, I would love to know what's happening. I mean, Pornhub has all that information. If if you want to know what the next Cambridge Analytica is, is Pornhub because they got everybody I, fucking. I out. just want to know why. I guess. Oh, okay. or the ones I, that I, aren't as easily explained as oh, it's a racist place, and so they like to Google things that they think are taboo. Right, or be like cucked over porn or something like that. I think yeah. a lot of the daddy issues. Uh, I think of of both straight and gay porn have to do with like because I think we're like the kids. Kids reaching adolescence now are like children who grew up in this like post two thousand eight recession or something, and I think they're so un mm-hmm. they're so used to having like no stability in their economic life that the thought of someone stable who can actually pay your bills is like somehow been sexualized. Ooh. Oh shit! Oh my god! No. No. You're spitting hot fire right fucking now. Fucking from Holy ten thousand feet, bro. Dropping the fucking Moab on us. Okay. I thought about Ooh, it long and yeah. hard. I was like, what's no, happening yeah. with daddies right now? And I think that's it. And you it's hear a lot because America too, like, needs a dad. That's why. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. And wow. and our dad right now is just as bad with money, too. And no, he's a stepdad. He's a stepdad, yeah. and we're waiting for our step-dad dad to come back. Stepdad you don't want to fuck. Okay. Oh, a drunk stepdad <laughs> who crashed his car into the tree, and he's like, it's fine. Yeah. What are you talking about? That tree? Who put that there? Who put the tree there? God damn it. Okay. Uh, Mano, what's something okay. you think is underrated? Underrated. Um, hmm. That's, I like that question. I'm going to say sunlight. <laughs> mm. I think sunlight's underrated, but I also just love, I love, love, love the sun. And I, uh, uh, of course, enjoying it responsibly with sun protection. Um, but I think the sun's underrated because I literally, I mm-hmm. get in the sun for like 20 minutes and I'm in a better mood. Do you have like a routine to make yourself available to the the sun's rays or do you just kind of take it through the window? You take a walk? You What's what's the deal? What's the deal? I'm, yeah, I'm like a bird, I mean, I'm like a bird cage gay in that like I'm not afraid to go in my backyard, which is like connected with a lot of different apartment buildings, but I'm not afraid to go in my backyard <laughs> in, the, in the smallest shorts, as you saw, and uh, just yeah. sunbathe on hot pavement. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> right, right, right. like a cat. You're essentially a cat. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm disinfecting my coat like a cat. And um, even though, like, I see my neighbors walk by and they're like, Jesus Christ, what does he, what does he do? Like, yeah. what are you doing? I'm like, living my yeah, truth. Yeah, like, I pay rent here too. Yeah, it's very that. Living my truth. So, I mean, I, I, every now and then Honestly, I try to just like, do that. they owe you money. They're getting a free Ex- experience. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's such a thrill for them. They're so lucky. And you know, they're they're learning some body positivity in the process. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. I love sun and I think there's a lot of, but I think everyone's different, you know. Some people just like it more 
Like, uh, my boyfriend truly just, the son just hurts him. And I have to respect oh, that. Oh, like he really, he's not built for it. He's not built for it. No, no, no. Is he like um, Irish? He's he's Japanese. So he is fair. Um, I was going to say, that sounds like my mother who is yeah. Japanese. Yep. <laughs> yep. And he's just like, why? No. Yeah. Everything, everyone, and I'm sure, and for him growing up, everyone was like, get away from the sun, cover your face. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, my, look, my mom knew about them UV rays in the fucking 80s. So when she would pick me up from school, people thought my mother was a burn victim. They're like, what's she got all that shit on for? She got a blast shield on her face. I've never seen her, your mom's arm skin. I've only seen her from the knuckle down. Like, what the fuck is up? I'm, she has no face. It looks like she's an arc welder or some shit. And I'm like, I'm like, it's to protect her skin. And then cut oh to God. when all like the girls in high school, they're like, oh my God, your mom's so cool. And I'm like, yeah, she's like 60, whatever. They're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. Because she fucking knew about them UV rays, fam. Yeah, you know, fuck with the sun. Yeah, like my mom oh was my some God. Bane, like Batman villain or some shit coming out with the pristine like, skin. Good night, good night, mommy. <laughs> Did you see Good Night, Mommy? Yeah. Holy no. shit! You should see uh, it. It's it's a pretty fucking crazy movie, but it's it's good. It's good. I I like Good Night, Mommy. It's basically the story of um these two little kids have a mom who like gets a ton of plastic surgery, like a really a really crazy Ooh, facelift. Okay. And then when she comes home, they they wonder, is that really our mom under there? Because she's like so oh, big. Wow, it's good. I like that. It's, it's not, good. is it? It's not, huh? It's the, not. I don't. I'm not gonna say. Hey, what don't happens. ruin that. That's the whole it. Point. Fucking better not be. Oh my I god. Hey, well I, then we must watch to know. Uh -huh. uh, this sounds like um like an updated like face off. It's, in it's, a way, yeah. I fucking just a one love actor. face off. It, it'll surprise <laughs> you. I'll, I'll say that. It'll surprise you. Ooh. Uh, Mono, what is something that you think is overrated? Overrated. Oh, boy. Okay. I'll go here. Um, McDonald's. I think McDonald's is really overrated. <laughs> Brave. I, I, what, 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 what triggered this response? It's just bad. It's not good. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I, okay, McFlurries are good. I think I McFlurry, love a McFlurry. See, okay, McFlurries are good, but I think I'm just shocked that they're able to do so well when their burgers taste like rubber and the fries are fine. But I mean, I don't, I just don't get how it can be so successful. I really don't. You know what? It's the same thing, like with the porn, right? Like mm -hmm. it goes back to your childhood. A lot of the time, McDonald's was literally just the fucking reward for shit. Right. You right. Know what I mean. And then if you didn't really expand past that, like you might be caught in this feedback loop of feeling mother or father's <laughs> love because you did good yeah. at the t-ball game and you went to McDonald's and now you're 38 and you eating fucking, you know, your Big Mac and it's the same thing. And like, ooh, <laughs> but Maybe. I know what you mean, because like I as I got older, I, I couldn't really fuck with the burgers anymore. It's just like I like as a, you know, drunk at night, there's only the one place open. Fine. Like I'll hit a double cheeseburger. No problem. Uh -huh. But the. As I got older, I was like, the breakfast was the only one thing I could not shake. The right. sausage egg McMuffin okay, is the one thing I can't. And good. I'm not saying that's like necessarily, I've had better sausage, I've had better muffin, I've had better cheese and better egg. But, it but is, I like I the think, little hash browns. See, yeah. I think the breakfast is good. I think the breakfast is good. I really do. Or like parts of it are so tasty. The hash brown's unbelievable. I'll They're even, so delicious. Did, yeah. What was everyone's McDonald's intake like being, you know, uh, not fully American-American kids. Um, I didn't eat any 
um, any like fast food until I was like 16 or something. Okay. And then it was like a weird treat because I bought it with my own money when I was taking classes at the Santa Monica College over the summer. Oh, shit. So okay. I was like, one famous star, please, from Carl's Jr. And I was like, oh, yeah, here's yeah, yeah. my dollar. You know what I mean? But it's not that it was like good, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you about know? you, Mono? Um, see, uh, yeah, I... What did I, you know what? Growing up, my mom liked Taco Bell more, which is amazing. Which okay. now Taco Bell's over. Fuck Taco Bell. Bye, girl. Um, but my I'm, mom well, liked. I, I was looking into that. Yeah. Well, talk to me I'm, because I'm, I've I'm, sworn off. Because I'm, I'm a TB Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Taco Bell Buccaneer. And yeah. obviously, with everything going on, there was there a lot, like there were a lot of reports about these fast food businesses that were supporting Trump's reelection. Right. From. So the head of Taco Bell made a statement saying that as a company or him, I was never given money to a candidate. Uh, but there was a, there are franchise owners that mm. were, and they were connecting these owners of Taco Bell restaurants to the corporate entity and uh. saying that by association that meant Taco Bell. Was, but let's not forget, though, they were also giving people shit like some of the workers from wearing Black Lives Matters masks and shit like that. So right. I, Taco but then Bell the definitely fired that from. guy. They but then did. Taco Bell. Um, uh, so, I don't know what to do. I know. I know. This is the world we're in. So I want to try the grilled cheese burrito. <laughs> they made a grilled lie. cheese burrito. I'm not gonna lie. Look, I, this, <laughs> when everything was going down, I said I don't need another fucking second of Taco Bell. Then that motherfucking uh, grilled cheese burrito. I just saw what it was on fuck. paper, and I said I'm high and I'm trash. But now. I'm Yo, is it Taco like, Bell that's betray. doing those mini tacos now too? That's uh, Jack, Jack in the, in the box. box. Jack that in the Jack box. In the box. <laughs> I know. I saw I'm some sad, sort of commercial. That. I was like, that sounds like it could be Taco Bell. Wait, so but... Mono is is so is Taco Bell like your McDonald's then? Like if you Taco Bell to regressing me. to childhood like food, it's Taco Bell. Yes. Yes, Taco Bell is awesome. Uh, yeah, I think it's delicious. My mom would get the cheesy beans and rice and like eat it like a lady. You know, like she would get. She just like oh. my mom always. She would with the spork I, I and put shit? this. Yeah, with the spork and shit. With a chip. With <laughs> it was a spork. It should have been a chip, man. <laughs> but my mom, I my mom, just like uh Eddie Murphy's mom, my mom would make me what she thought was a McDonald's burger, but it was We got that at not. home. Yeah. Exactly. We got that at home because my yeah. mom would make, and I think Sophia, you can relate. My mom would make an overly spiced burger she would make she would put like oregano and lemon and like (laughs) onion in it and i'm like no this is not a burger this is a kefteve this is like a little meatball um that's not greek as fuck to me it's a it's a meatball and that's and that's that saying in greek uh, where you say like y'all, y'all even eat shit with oregano or shit, scatami oregani or something like that? Oh, scata, yeah, that literally means shit with oregano. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, what? Because I heard these Greek people talking about this, like, yo, because we put oregano on everything. And I yeah. was like, oh, okay. They put oregano uh, on everything, but yeah, my mom couldn't make a a real American burger, so maybe the burger was just ruined for me at a young age. But you know <laughs> what? But now you're sitting on one of those like immigrant fusion waves where you come out with like the fucking Greek burger, you know what I mean, with the little yes. feta on top, and people are like, ah! Ooh. you know what I mean? Ooh, totally. a lamb a lamb burger with feta. Ooh. That's I mean, and that's already four out food there. Food trucks right there. Okay, <laughs> right. exactly. All over the country. 
is that saying skatamirigini is is meant to like what is that what do you what in what context do you say that it's like it's like you know it's like, um um what it's like lipstick on a pig right oh okay. you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know when okay. they it's like you're yeah, like yeah. you're covering a problem with yeah right 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 with something that'll barely help yeah in japanese we call that baba no atsugesho which means an old woman's way too much makeup. Like, uh, like honey. That's not going to fix being honey, old. Honey, honey. You, you can't put all that makeup on. We know. We know. Uh, that is <laughs> there are so many funny, funny cultural... Uh, man, the, all those yeah, cultural sayings. sayings. They make me laugh so Cat-isms. much. I think I, I, think I told... We, we can go back to Joe. But I, I think I, I told you guys this. There's, there's one in Greek that, that literally means shit in your face... And made the closest water to wash it off with be in Constantinople. <laughs> <laughs> There's a I Yiddish saying, shit. which is shit in the sea and die. <laughs> which is also pretty fun. Oh, that's fucking great. Shit and water. God, that's so good. All right. <laughs> uh, we're going to come back real quick uh, uh, with the myth. But before we do that, let's take a quick break. And we're back. And to round it off, Mono, finally, what is a myth? What is something people think is true that you know to be false or vice versa? Oh, wow. That's really good. Okay. The Instagram post that shows you naked, but you put the caption, this is because I'm insecure about my body. Wait, what? Is that? I'm, <laughs> I've not been on social media, not as much as I should be. Is that a trope we're seeing? There is a new trope. And I, I mean, I... <laughs> I could be talking out of my ass, but like I think I think more people should just be posting their body and just being like, I'm look, I'm thirst trapping you. I want you to look at my body as opposed to presenting your naked picture as like a part of therapy. Interesting. Do you hear me? I think I tell you something. It's a double edged sword, I think. I invented the cancer thirst trap, which is when uh, I had breast cancer and I would post pictures of me where I like seriously was excited that I was getting back, my, like losing my cancer weight. But it'd be like pictures and just be like, here's my titties and like my body. I understand you probably won't read this whole thing about breast cancer. Like <laughs> TLDR, That's, this is see, a breast cancer th- thirst trap. Sorry. This see, is what it is. that is genius. That is genius. I think I'm just seeing too much. And obviously I need, I need to unfollow all the thirst, the thirsty, thirsty accounts of, of, of men I, I follow on Instagram because I, you're seeing I, it's prevalent in, in the thirst accounts you're looking at, like this new way of, is it because, like, have you noticed like traditional thirst accounts have had trouble posting tradition, their normal scheduled programming because of the pandemic and then BLM. And then now it's like, well, fuck, I might have to, I might have to post thirst traps like in a deeper way. That's exactly it. That's exactly right. it. There And there's been even some OnlyFans people. I don't know if you saw this, but there, there were genuinely like OnlyFans people posting like impassioned monologues about BLM while naked. Like, did you in this? Oh, I'll that's send, crazy. I didn't that know is about that. That is an interesting Venn diagram overlap. I'll send you a link. And of course, everyone was like, fuck off. You yeah. t- like take and like truly a man, uh, a, a chiseled toned for the God's man with his dick flopping around talking about Brianna Taylor. And it oh, was no, no, no. 
very no, no. disrespectful. I think that's who who needs to be taken away. <laughs> right. Well, I think that that's is the thing. wildly, yeah. wildly inappropriate. <laughs> wildly inappropriate. It must be tough, though, like when you're a content creator and your content is not very, not to say that it's, well, yeah, it's vapid. It's just, it's titillation. You know what I mean? It's not, it doesn't need, it's never had a statement. It's never been there for anything more than for people to like sort of consume and be stimulated visually. So then to try and be like, yeah, right. man, like, let Let's 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 bring in some real like social justice elements to this. It's like, oh, what the no no. Right. Sir. We don't need this at the party. And make um, one friend that you can ask about it. Yo. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to put my <laughs> put my tit vehicle in two lanes at once. Right. Yeah. One, my just totally. my tits. <laughs> totally. Totally. Just so it's people the first like lane that. is my tits. The second lane is getting justice for Brianna Taylor's killers. So there t- right. <laughs> Um, it's a highway, baby. We, we got different lanes. Straddle that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do it, at least raise money for a cause, like people were doing yes. on the internet. You know what I mean? Then you can. But rather, if it's gonna be like, I'm gonna monetize my own brand with this as like the lure, then oh boy, that is just dark. yeah. And um, I don't know if that's a myth, but we, I just, we need to cancel that. We need to cancel. No, that. I think, uh, but we're seeing that as you know the a lot of the outrage from the you know general public in the united states begins to sort of slide back into what they feel is normal you know mm-hmm. and i think that's why now it's like walking this line of like clearly there was three weeks where you if you posted some dumb shit it was fucking on now yeah. that is starting to die off a bit and it's starting the the feeds are starting to resume to normal shit a mixture now it's like maybe 70 30 bullshit to like the kinds of posts we were seeing before um, yeah. And yeah. Hmm. Let's, we'll it's, see what happens. It'll what be happens. really interesting to see what happens. And like, what is the right thing to do? You do want to bring light to it. We, but there's also like, oh, it's so frustrating because you're like, I, I also don't know what the right thing to do is. I keep directing people to anti racist resources, but also you're like, but what else can I do? How many, like, I can fundraise. Um, yeah. What else can I do? And I have to admit, I'm also like at my wits' end of like, after you send all the emails and made all the calls, how do we continue to keep Brianna Taylor? Are there? I'm curious. Like you know, even in the world you're at, like I smoke weed, so I'm I'm going to weed companies I buy from, and I say, are can you please show me what you're doing in response to the Black Lives Matter movement? Because cannabis is inherently a social justice movement too, because mm-hmm. of the number of incarcerated people. I don't necessarily have the the platform to be like, yo, fucking come down, but. On some level, I think people need to at least begin to do whatever they can in the very narrow places there. I'm not saying that's where it ends for me. Just me asking, right. okay, what are you doing? And that's it. But like, I don't know. Like, are there are there clubs like in LA, like gay clubs that have racist past that like are starting to come out and people are getting dragged for or people need to speak up about? Are there things like, you know, what are the things at every level that we have that we can always kind of look at, whether it's in our, you know, our the what gay- we consume or whatever? The gay community does have a, a past with racism that they're now confronting. And for like, just for example, Grindr recently removed its ethnicity filter. Do mm. you know what I mean? And that that's a good example of how like for years people were like using attraction as a uh, an alibi for racism. You know, just right. being like, well, I it's only not my type. exactly not yeah. my type. It's like is- no femmes, no Asians, no exactly. blacks or whatever. My friend, my gay friends were saying like, that's so common to see in bios and grinder that I was just oh, like, yeah. wow, people are just 
out there with it, huh? Right. It's crazy. And I literally, I this is funny, but years ago, went to this focus group meeting at Grindr where, and and I, I literally, this I'm, I'm nobody to them, but like they were asking gay people for their opinions. And I literally was like, you have to remove the, you have to remove the racial filter. Yeah. You have to. It's it's so crazy, but porn and 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 the gay world has always been they're very openly racist. It's so strange. Yeah. And um they really need to reconcile how they've basically been complicit with the white community. And I think it's oftentimes because if you're in a minority group, the people who gain acceptance in that minority group first are the people who who can pass uh, as white the soonest or appeal to that majority group the easiest. And it's always going to be the white gay man who's always like, right. I'm in. I'm in with the good old boys. Um, right. So I think they've just been enjoying their freedoms and not necessarily looking back, even yeah. though we know Marsha P. Johnson was a trans woman who threw the first brick at Stonewall. But they're just exactly. kind of like... Thanks. Bye. Um, Thank you for your work. Yeah, yeah. Which is the American thing. Thank you for your service. Thanks for building. Thank this. you for your service. Take it from yeah, me. Yeah, it's um, tough. Yeah. Well, uh, let's move on to the news of the moment. Um, which I guess just to start off, Disney World, the oh the Magic God. Kingdom and Animal Kingdom are set to reopen uh, this weekend, and you know there's a lot of mixed emotions around this i think most it all look you are either disney and you're like just to give you an idea of where disney's at to understand the motivations of this company this is where they're at since the pandemic and this is from this new york times article disney with its theme parks closed marvel movies postponed and espn cable channel without live sports to televise has seen its business more directly affected by the pandemic than much of corporate america then they go on to say like they've had to do a lot to uh, you know, furlough people to save money, open up new lines of credit and things like that. So we know where Disney's at. They are fucking bleeding money out of every possible theme park, uh -huh. eye-opening TV set, movie screen possible, and they have to get something going again. They have to because this is a capitalist enterprise. It can't just be like, all right, well, let's dip into our reserves and make sure everybody's paid because we know at the end of the day we're a multi-bazillion-dollar multinational company. But uh -huh. instead, they're like, let's just fucking start making money again. So mm -hmm. that's where they're at. Then you have the Disney lovers, the fans. I've seen plenty of these articles, write-ups of and uh, about angry pass holders who are like sick that they can't get into uh, right. these fucking like when the reservation system open. Like I've been a pass holder for this long. I should be able to not win. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, a ton of comments yeah. like, oh, we're canceling because you closed it down as opposed to like, thanks for trying to make sure I don't die. Right. Yeah, right. And then you have um, the very concerned workers who, if you believe the Disney social media feed, are they're like, oh, hallelujah, praise God. Disney's doing, <laughs> they're doing the most actually when it comes to our safety. Uh, in a way, I'm like, you can relax, Disney. That's sort of what their outward message is, but- there's a lot of people. There have been a few articles written talking to Disney workers who are like, I just can't imagine how this is going to be safe at all. Granted, it's outside. They're saying they've set up all these hand washing stations. But at the end of the day, I can't imagine that the, the mindset of someone who is willing to take their family, like including children, to a theme park in a state that is having like hand over fist record COVID cases being like confirmed every day. To then go to a theme park through all that. Um, I, I can't imagine that those people are going to be very mindful of 
No. Everyone's safety. No, oh, so this it's is children. Crazy. How do we do <laughs> corral children? Like you, cl- you blink, and a child has its snot and like exactly its stickiness and its fingers all over you in three seconds. They throw yeah. up. They yeah. pee everywhere. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, yeah, kids don't care because also we know the numbers show that kids aren't getting sick or or significantly sick from it. So, and yeah, kids are crazy and stupid. You can't tell a kid not to not lick his hands. He absolutely will. Yeah, you give a kid a chur- like a fucking ice cream that's melting down to their fucking oh elbow. You think they're going to be like, can you take me to the restroom really quick? I'd love to wash this ice cream off of my arm. No, they're going to lick that shit off like the last bit of Molly in that fucking plastic bag with the eight balls on it. Ah. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna be think like, about ah, churro <laughs> residue. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's cinnamon and sugar on your fingers. Yeah, a kid's not gonna lick that off. Are you but this I is think the dumbest shit I've ever heard. The other thing is too, right? So there's even this disparity with even how the like the unions are at odds too. Some are saying like, okay, we're going with it with the workers. Like they're meeting some of our demands in terms of the mint, the lowest bar of safety. But like actors, equity performers, like the people who do like the Indiana Jones stunt show and shit, they're like, at the very least, you should be offering every person a like you should be testing every employee constantly on a regular basis. So if the person knows you take them out of rotation and they can immediately get medical attention. But they're like, oh, come on, we don't know about that. And so that group that's represented by that union was like, well, then we're not having our performers on anywhere near there if you can't even do that like you're not even gonna make sure these people know if they get sick if they're there so then disney's like you know it's sort of you hate to see it but i guess we won't have shows like that because the people in the suits they're run by the teamsters union uh it turns out so if you're in a cost full body costume that's a completely different union and they will be there but like behind like rope and stanchions so you can only take distance photos this is so crazy i don't know where to begin you know what i mean like i feel like a janitor who is tasked with cleaning, uh, like the, uh, the Titanic underwater. They're like, "Okay, go clean it up." Like, what do you, what, what do you mean? Where, where do I start? Clean up the submerged structure. <laughs> yeah, clean but it up. But it's in the ocean, you know yeah, that, right? Yeah, but can right? you clean it yeah, up? Yeah, just clean it up. Just let it dry it off and uh, clean up. Make the rooms so look what, nice. What do you what mean? What are the tools that yeah. I would do that with? It's yeah. been under there for one hundred eight years. <laughs> yeah. They're like, here's a vacuum. Here's a vacuum. And you're like, no, you don't get it. Okay, before, uh, okay, so thank you. Now, where do I plug this in? (laughs) Okay. And then they're like, like, you're being really difficult. A lot of people are trying to have fun, and you're being really difficult. (laughs) Some of us are trying to provide families with a good time to actually distract them from the pandemic right now. Also, Tokyo Disney, I don't know if this is crazy, too, because they're open, and apparently on their roller coasters, they have a no-scream policy, and there's signs up that say, scream in your heart, or something. It is something like that, yeah. It's a very Japanese thing. I I wouldn't be able to go on the roller coaster. But you know what? You want to- The whole time. Right? But- yeah, I, but in, in, you'd be surprised, man. In Japan, like if it's mostly Japanese people, they will scream in their hearts. Like, I believe okay. it. I got in trouble. I went to see Real Madrid play an exhibition game when David Beckham and Zinedine Zidane and Ronaldo were all playing together. This is the fucking Damn. 2004 era. And I have front row seats in that motherfucker. I'm screaming, okay? Because uh-huh. I love I love me some football. And <laughs> Motherfucker, like the fucking, uh, uh, not docents, uh, what do you call the, the people who like the- Ushers? You know, the, the ushers, yes. The stadium staff were like, please sit down. Uh-huh. I'm like, 
this is a real, and I'm like, I'm forgetting I'm in Japan too. And I look behind me, everyone's like sitting down and just like clap. I'm like, yep, that's right. Oh, Same yeah. Same country. We sit through all the credits too. When you see the movie, you got you not you do not get out of your seat till that last yeah. credit has scrolled up the screen. Really? Like, and I will n- and now have fully respected the piece that was made with the effort of all these people. Like it's mad rude to leave uh, during the credits. Oh, I've embarrassed uh, my boyfriend on the JR in Tokyo uh, quite quite often. Uh, I always. I just forget, like, because I think I'm on a subway, but... Yeah, you started yelling. <laughs> just just being loud and stupid, and then you... That's yeah. not what you do in Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that's not. usually, yeah, like, whenever I've gone with a group of my fr- American friends, I'm like, okay, here's the deal, bro. I will fuck you up if you embarrass me on this train. So no drunk yeah. shit. Don't be swinging on the fucking things like his monkey bars. It's not the MTA. Yeah, that's not what it is. My friend Chris is the voice of the JR line. Oh, what? What do you mean, like, the American ones, or he does the... The English one, yeah. Cool. You the know state, how it goes, the you're now on the JR line or whatever. Oh, yeah. interesting. He, that's, he does the station announcements. Apparently, it's a v- pretty small community. He's actually a gay man married to a Japanese man. Oh, cool. <sighs> I love that. Japan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shout out to a dying nation because right oh, now, Japan's no. having, I'm sorry. I mean, like, we, the aging population plus climate change has been like really bad because natural disasters is sort of like, laid bare how few people can take care of themselves in situations like that uh but that's a whole other show uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. But, but this is but crazy back to, back to orlando uh so many of the other theme parks are open still and they're saying like they're acting like it's all good but i really just i'm praying for the best really on behalf of you know people want to take their kids that's a risk they're doing and i feel bad for kids who don't know what is going on uh but the people who have to work there right that they're in a situation where their employer is saying, come to work or you don't have a job. And I don't care if it's a pandemic. And yes, you work at Disneyland and you deal with kids who are screaming all the time and in your face. But we will put up this plexiglass. So yeah, hopefully that it, works. I truly do think that if you take your family to Disneyland now, like low key, you want to murder them. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah, just I, like, no one will ever know if I do it like this. If like in Europe, they would probably call like CPS on you. Yeah. yeah. You know, they'd be like, I'm sorry, what? You took your kid to a pandemic ridden area to go and a th- I'm sorry, no, that is a utter lack of consideration for this the safety is, of your family. And this doesn't just fuck them, this fucks all of us. There are over 3 million cases, over 130 people, 130,000 people dead. This fucks us up. We're already not allowed to go to other countries. They, yeah. We are an island and like, we're only proving to the world how stupid we are every day. And it's so infuriating yeah. that um, people are like, but I, I like a splash mountain. Like yeah. that. They're like, my kids are driving dead. me crazy. Okay? Yeah. Well, I got to see COVID, splash. That's on them. Oh my God. That's I, on them. S- I just like racist splash mountain. And I got to see it before they yeah. turn it into the Tiana ride. Yeah. <laughs> before it gets Fuck. all woke. <laughs> also like, they forget when they say shit like it's my right to do this, that it's not your right to become an uh, asymptomatic carrier or a symptomatic carrier and then give it to other people who are trying their best and might not have done anything fucked up. And maybe this is their one trip to the fucking grocery store or wherever else they're going. And look at you. You just killed someone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a culture thing. I'll stop talking about Japan, but really quick. It's a comp- it's a culture thing because, like you know, when you're in Japan, the cultural attitude is be respectful. Because if you're an asshole, you're the only one. Yeah. Whereas here, everyone's it's- gonna look at you like, 
What? Exactly. Yeah. Whereas here it's get yours because I'm going to get mine. Yeah. And everyone's an asshole. Yeah. I mean, it's just clear. The, the value, it's, like you can tell if the sort of base uh, cultural touchstone of a, of a country is do we take care of our own? Yep. Just in general. Yep. And that is not true here. We do not take care of our own. No. We are truly, it's the double-edged sword of American individualism. Like, yes, like you get these fucking people who are like, yeah, I'm a fucking rock star. It's just me. Da, da, da. But we don't fucking take care of our own. We don't, we don't take, believe we in investing in our people, which is a country's greatest resource. And that yep. is why we are so failing president. at every fucking metric. Exactly. So, to look at that even more, right? Just to get into some, uh, let's just do a white supremacy fuckery roundup real quick. Um, just to kick it off, Lady Antebellum. Okay, this is a band who their antebellum reference to the antebellum period before the Civil War, meaning when slavery was on in Poppington. Okay, that's that's what their name is about. I'm so they, mad over this story. They fucking. I hate this story. Once the BLM movement really started getting getting momentum and the uprisings were reaching fever pitch, they're like, whoops, uh, look, we knew that name was bad, but nobody was saying anything. And now we realize it's bad. So we're just going to go to Lady A. A few days later. Oh, wait, there is already a uh, blues singer named Lady A um, by the name of Anita White, who has been going by the name Lady A for decades now. Uh, mm -hmm. But suddenly Lady Antebellum is like, oh, shit. OK, there's that. They tried to work it out behind the scenes. They first are like, okay, we get that. Let's call Lady A. And she's a black woman, White. right? Yeah, black uh -huh. woman. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, talking to her, let's let's figure out a way to um, uh, make this right. Let's pray on it. Cut to this announcement coming from their lawyers. Today, we are sad to share that our sincere hope to join together with Anita White in unity and common purpose has ended. She and her team have demanded a $10 million payment so reluctantly, we have come to the conclusion that we need to ask a court to affirm our right to continue to use the name Lady A, a trademark we have held for many years. So they are suing her. That so they can fully be Lady A. And I have a feeling she was saying, if you want to wipe me off this earth, pay me $10 million. Because that's what you're doing. If you can it's give me $10 million. It's her life's work of building this name yeah. and brand. Like, how and, fucking dare you? And they're taking yeah. that as... Well, then they demanded a $10 million payment. I mean, you, you, so I got no choice except to take these people to court uh, for my racist name. colonizer shit. This is the fucking, this is that empty bullshit that I was talking about and many people have been warning everyone about from the beginning of this sea change we were hoping to have in this country. It doesn't end with Lady Antebellum just going to Lady A and then suing a black woman because you can't profit as much off of that name as you would like to. That <sighs> is such lip service. And it's then to fake. take this person to court. Yeah, it's bullshit. Me and my friend came up with a word for it. This is what we call reversity. Where it's it's basically <laughs> uh, it's fake diversity. It's where you're mm -hmm. like, we were always, here's our half measure to show that we were always inclusive, blah, blah, blah. It's fucking bullshit. And and if you your stupid shitty fans will follow you if you change your name to uh the, the bubble to the brothers. three fuck faces exactly change your name to uh the the fuck grilled cheese burrito God I want a grilled cheese burrito but like j just change your name to anything your stupid fans will follow you and the fact that you were holding on to Lady A is proof that you don't really want you don't want change because you still want your uh, your old racist fans. To yeah. be like, well, they had to, but we know the message is still there. I mean, it is so offensive to think that, for example, if a band was called 
uh, I don't know, a lady anti-Semitism. Uh-huh. And they just <laughs> changed it to lady uh, A.S. It'd right. Be like, so you just want to keep the anti-Semitism shorter? Yes. Right. Like, that's yes. your only thing? Yes. Keep it, but make it shorter? It's so wild to me. And I tweeted this, and I'm like, why didn't you change your name to lady abolitionist? Why? Yes. Well, that, that's people, not what they're about. If people are going <laughs> to look up what your band is called, if, of course, the racist people know, but if people don't know what antebellum is and they look it up, right? People can look up abolitionist if they don't know. Why wouldn't you do that? It's they're so much easier if you well, actually is, care about making any kind of a statement. But they don't. They don't. And I this know. is the most American shit is to pull up somewhere that somebody has already been there for years, claim it as your own, and then sue them when they try and act like they, you did, that you weren't there before. You know what I mean? Like, it's the it's textbook shit almost. It's like, hello, woman of color. This is mine now. And if, if you want to do something, you can come after my lo- I'm lawyered the fuck up. So good fucking yeah. luck coming for me. And it's just, it's that exact same dynamic playing out all over again. So, uh, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what we got to do. Pull up to a Lady A show and just fart a bunch and ruin it. We'll figure something out. I uh, mean, but I think we'll figure something out. But it's that, really upsetting. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. It's so stupid, and it's like, oh, this, this stuff like this happens all the time. Yeah, I'm getting fired up, but I just I can't believe this is allowed to happen. I can't believe they're not actually making the men's they said they were going to make. Oh, it's well, they so did stupid. say in their release, we're continuing to listen and pray and fuck off, man. Honestly, like y'all, are, you didn't listen point, to the black woman who said no to you. Here's the, here's the thing. White people, you got a chance a couple a month ago to figure it out. Yeah. If you do it again, now you are just racist. You, you had you could claim ignorance the last time in the last 400 years. Uh, but a lot of us are tra- starting to draw the line now. And if you still want to fucking step, then there you go. Uh, lady racism. Yeah. There you I, have it. Uh, next one. Lady racism. Kelly Leffler. I don't listen to her <laughs> shitty music. Kelly anyway. Leffler. This- oh. Right. Um, Kelly Leffler is a senator from Georgia. You know, I've, you may have remembered her as being the woman whose like, husband was the president of the New York Stock Exchange or some shit. Anyway, they dumped a ton of stock before the pandemic and made out like bandits. Uh-oh, I wonder why. Because maybe they saw mm-hmm. something coming, insider trade. I don't know, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, she is the co-owner of the WNBA team, the Atlanta Dream. And, you know, the WNBA has been always very vocal when it comes to social justice issues. Like, they don't they don't fuck around. Like, they've, they've been on it as much as possible. Um, and... As they begin to play again, there's been all this talk like about having warm-ups that have like Black Lives Matter messaging or like say her name and different um, slogans that are in support and, and in solidarity with the movement. So Kelly Leffler, of course, being a Republican senator from the great state of Georgia, this is what she said in response to the idea that the players would be wearing this. She said, the truth is we need less, not more politics in sports. In a time when polarizing politics is as divisive as ever, sports has the power to be a unifying antidote. And now, more than ever, we should be united in our goal to remove politics from sports. Basically saying, can we declaw or take the the fangs or effectiveness out of our athletes uh, who are also people of color and have a platform to use, which is their athleticism. Can we also take their voice away in that arena as well? Also, super quickly, um, really rebranding equality as 
political. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice, subtle move. Nice. That's the not what playbook. politics means. Politics well, isn't. Uh, politics is parties and Democrats and Republicans and uh, sometimes people like the Tea Party. Sadly, that's politics. But saying that people shouldn't be murdered because they are yeah. uh, black. That's not, not a political statement. Nothing well, political. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the thing, you know, that the the Republican sort of logic vocabulary handbook works like this. It's like when you're the dominant oppressive class, um, inconvenience looks like oppression to you, right? So the masks, that's right. oppression now. That's inconvenience, but they call that oppression. If you're right. if somebody is asking for equality and you label them terrorists. Uh, you know, you know, you already know what the dynamic is because right. you already inherently know why terrorize these people. And now that they want equality, that probably means some form of terror back on me because right. I when know I terrorize them. When you're used to privilege, equality feels like discrimination. Absolutely. And, and, and I, well, I was like, white women have the same problem that white gay men have. And that is, uh, they're white. Just kidding. Uh, but not really. Um, no, it's that they, <laughs> they have sought approval or, and they have bought into a system created by white men. So they've gotten right. the approval of the gatekeepers. Now they're in cahoots with the gatekeepers now. And now that they have the power, they do not want to let go of it. But as we yeah. all know from fucking watching Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> and that's what it is. It's like when you have power, you now have to share the power, but no one wants to share power. They just want to give out a few diversity tokens, whether it's a TV show or what a diversity committee in, in sports, whatever it is. They want to just put up a few banners that say we're, we're equal without actually sharing power. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, if the, you know, it's like if power is like this hammer that someone wields, it's like, well, I use it to smash the fuck out of everybody. Mm-hmm. And I know if somebody's asking for it, because I know what I do with it is smash the fuck out of everybody. But to many other people, that is a tool to build with. Right. And so right. they are completely misseeing it as like, well, I know this hammer to be a force of destruction because that is how I use it to terrorize people. So the only logical conclusion is they want the hammer so they can do that to me. White people than- assume that black people want revenge because they know they've been fucking up. With- right. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, right. oh, it's, we yeah. would get revenge. It's easy. And that this- is not at all what black people are asking for uh, or the Black Lives Matter movement, not well, I, I don't know if you saw. You know? I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw Kelly Leffler's appearance on Laura Ingram's White Lady Wild Out Hour on Fox News, <sighs> but she then doubled down uh, because people, obviously, the league and players were like, "Yo, get Kelly Leffler's trash ass out of here!" Like, we don't give a fuck what she has to say about any of this. Uh, she then goes on to Laura Ingram to say, the "Black Black Lives Matter is a very divisive organization based on Marxist principles." Um, this is an organization that seeks to destroy the American principles, and I had to draw the line. Yeah, destroy yeah. the American principles of white supremacy. You're right. And you right. had to draw the line. Okay, you gave up the game right there, Kelly. Thanks for playing. Okay, <laughs> let's take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about more Karens. <laughs> and we're back. And while we're on the, the subject of, you know, uh, white supremacy, uh, patriarchy, misogyny, all of that. Um, you know, I, I think as you know, I think the internet and people become more sensitive and more outraged by racism. There are more examples of it popping up. Some are older examples, some are current. 
but there's this whole idea of like, you know, Karen's like, what, what is this thing? Like Karen is the thing everyone's talking about. Maybe because it's easier than discussing white supremacy. So it's uh-huh. easy to just say like white supremacist woman. And then let's call that Karen. So we don't have to say white supremacy because that still makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all this like sort of talk about it. And I think there's a few different, I've seen people asking like, what is, what is it? Is that, is there more focus because of everyone's just, their antennae are up and everyone has camera phones and we're seeing it. Obviously racism has been around since time immemorial. Um, or is it that women have been brought into this more because it's taking the the blame off of men more? And that's like a subtlety. And I think there are many other takes. And I would love to hear everybody else's. I have my own ideas about yeah. it. I have a take as a okay. woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. To me, um, I think, so I tweeted, if you think Karen is a slur, uh, I'd like to tell you about a little K word that I've been called a bunch as a Jew. Mm-hmm. And I got a bunch of Karens in my mentions. When I say that word, this time I mean actual women named Karen. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> like in their display name, at yeah, Karen, three, three, four, yeah. Five, 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 yeah. Exactly. And, or other just people saying, hey, this is misogynist, actually. Why aren't we blaming the men? You know, where's a, the man nickname? And like, how dare you say that? And Karen actually is a slur. And I really feel sorry for women named Karen who aren't actually Karen. And yeah. I, Especially, I have friends whose immigrant moms changed their like ethnic, like their original names to Karen. Yeah. And so like, people oh, were tweeting Karen. all this at me, didn't and I didn't explain myself because I was like, I'm tired. Um, <laughs> I, I'm doing a lot. This isn't <laughs> worth it. Um, <laughs> but the thing that I wanted to say is, okay, the reason that there isn't really a nickname for men is because men, white men are the men, are the people responsible for building these white supremacy structures. So we don't need a nickname for them. We recognize that they are the architects of white supremacy in this country. Yes. That is why we're trying to tear down the fucking monuments. Like that's what's happening. And the reason that Karen is a nickname that we came up with is because white women have not really gotten um, the kind of, reckoning for being yeah for being the people that were like hey you've been wielding the little bit of power you had as Mm -hmm. white women against black people Emmett Till is a great example of that the reason Mm -hmm. Karen is a specific nickname is because that is to me the essence of a white woman when you use your white tears your white fragility your privilege uh to the white men who view you as something sacred, mm-hmm. sacred because you're a woman, and you use that status to terrorize and oppress black people, mm-hmm. that is being a white supremacist woman, a.k.a. a Karen. Word, it is yeah. not anything other than your actions and your attitude. Work. And when we see someone actually tearing down that structure, we should be grateful because... It's trying to build a better world. You want a world where even what we consider, quote unquote, a good white woman or what she considers herself uh, tries to ruin a man that was bird watching. Right. Like this is exactly what we mean. You can't use white fragility and acting like you were scared and acting like you own the space to kick other people out of it. 
That yeah. is what it means to be a Karen. Well, I and think more than yeah. that, when people think like, oh, it's misogynist, take, let's take a second, right? Throughout time, I, I, I believe that women are equal to men across the board. At times, women go f- even further than men have in certain fields mm-hmm. because I believe there's, that, that's just a general level of equality, I believe is just fundamental, right? And to mm-hmm. think that white women aren't as, as good at white supremacy as men, I think is a big flaw we have because of patriarchy, to your point, is that the emphasis has been put on the politicians. The faces have been like the George Wallaces and people like that who we go, oh, look at that racist man with the laws. But Mm -hmm. women have had a crucial role in upholding white supremacy since time immemorial, right? Whether that is because they're the midwives who are bringing children in and they, they classify race, or, you know, like you have white teachers, you had to pick out if you, if there were kids trying to pass as white in a public school, you're like, I don't think that, I think that kid is miscegenated. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think they should be. There, there has been a role for white women to uphold white supremacy at every moment in history. And I think to a point, there have been moments where white, or white women have actually surpassed the men in upholding white supremacy. When you even think about like, there's this book um, that called Mothers of Massive Resistance. It's, it's specifically about white women and their role in the politics of white supremacy in this country. And it's really interesting because there's a moment where they talk about the Civil Rights Act felt like a huge blow for white supremacists to like, what the fuck? We were trying mm-hmm. all this shit and y'all just, okay. So in a way, the mothers were, re- the women in, that were in this movement were upset with the men in power in, in D.C. saying, look what the fuck y'all did. It's mm-hmm. because you went too hard on this racist shit. Now people get it. That the, and the, the like women have had a really crucial role in even like the deracializing of a lot of language and policies we have like with school choice. Or like mm-hmm. things like that, which are inherently racist things, but mm-hmm. we use the the role of mother or that gendered role to be like, well, that's actually above that because that's her role as a mother, and we can't impugn that. That's actually what's mm. happening for the best of the children. So it comes out in a much more insidious way. So in a way, it's like, eh, the thing is, I think now we're just, you know, I think if we're gonna really put our minds around it, this has been going on. Like I've, yeah, I think I've had just as many encounters with racist women as I have men. Uh, but yeah. the idea, though, I think when some people might think, well, I think maybe this is trying to shift the blame. I was like, no, 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 sir. Like, this, is, this isn't just that. It's, it's a whole racial identity thing. And to right. think that if you were a mother raised on this kind of ideology, that you would not take your role seriously to protect that, that sort of cultural value. Like, come on now. Um, right. So really, I think it's just interesting moments in general like because now i think people are starting to be like right like this isn't the emphasis isn't just men i think people i think because of our the way we think of violence and, and power that's those are exclusive spheres of influence for men but it's you know we and we all have to see how everyone exercises their power in the way they can how about this what if we use the platform since obviously we use our platform to call out karen's why don't we have an antithesis for Karens? Because, you know, we also, I also have a lot of friends who are allies, who are white women. And uh, let's popularize a name for that. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is like Jane, because of uh, Jane Elliott was such a badass and an anti-racist <laughs> educator. Let's like, why don't we popularize yeah, what, Jane? What about Maxine? I love it. I love Max. it. I mean, let's just popularize. Come let's, on, Maxine Shaw. Uh, Maxine Water, come on, come on. Because they want, I love that. They want, they, 
the the people who are doing that are looking for attention or responding to a lack of attention or whatever it is, let's appeal to the human psyche uh, of narcissism and then be like, great, right. do something that is actively anti-racist and and promotes uh, equality and or equity. In and a way, yes. Yeah. Anti-Karen hits hard too. I love that. I mean, Antica. let's do it. Antica. Are you Antica? <laughs> I love that. I, mean, I love that. Let, that make those popular. Let's let's like lift right. up allies too, maybe in a way that will I don't know. And obviously I think Karen's deserve all the shit they're getting, but also, hey, if you want to not be labeled to Karen, prove to me you're the other yeah. name we're gonna go also, with. Also, I would hate to have to incentivize just fighting for equality in this world too. Oh my but god. I'm hoping we can all do that without some cool branding. But hey, Hey, we, we get how dumb people are. If we got to do that, then maybe that's fucking phase nine. We'll play your game. Yeah. <laughs> Mano, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been oh, a pleasure, as always. What a treat. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you guys are so fun. And thank you so much for letting me scream. And my God, <laughs> what material you guys have these days. I mean, obviously, it's fun every single time. But man, it's, it is thick. It's a lot. It's thick there yeah, with three C's. Uh, where can people find you, follow you, and what are some tweets that you like? Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, you can just follow me uh, at Mono Agapian. Just follow me on socials at my name. Listen to my drag podcast. Um, I do a drag podcast with Nicole Byer called Drag Her. I and, love Nicole. Oh, my God, she's amazing. Go buy her book. Um and uh oh yeah and uh l- listen to my Patreon podcast with Betsy Sodaro. Um that's uh called We Love Trash. We talk about all things trash and hey, uh love it's it. so... That's our demo. Oh yeah, my god. The trash demo. Trash culture. Ooh, it's good. We just watched Starship Troopers. I mean Very to... prescient piece now. I uh, there's a there was an amazing write-up about how that actually perfectly encapsulates the moment we're in of like this bizarro, mm-hmm. fake, macho shit on the brink of it all coming apart. Hey, who yeah. would have known? Who would <laughs> Old Paul Verhoeven. Um, what's, what's some tweets you like or other acts of social media you enjoy? You know, I will say, I mean, I, well, I can't stop talking about Nicole Byer, but recently someone tweeted like Nicole Byer, um, a, a thread of... Nicole Byer as chocolate dipped strawberries. Um, yeah. And it's just different pictures of I Nicole Byer, co- like, and then uh, picture <laughs> next to pictures of chocolate dipped strawberries that you could say they look, it looks similar. It made me so happy. I love it. Sophia, thank hilarious. you so much for hopping on the mic today uh, and rocking the mic one more time with me. Where can people find you, follow you, you know, buy your album that was number one on iTunes, you know, whatever. Oh, my God. Um, thank you so much for asking. I do have another podcast with you, Miles yeah. Gray. It's called 420 Day Fiance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk the about number one rated Fiance. podcast. Mm, that's not, right. But say that. <laughs> hey, it's number about one. Confidence. That's right. And um, you can also listen to Private Parts Unknown, my other podcast, and you can buy my album Father's Day on my website, sophiaalexandra.com, and follow me at the Sophia on Twitter and Instagram. S-O-F-I-Y-A. Okay, that's how you Thank spell you. it. Thank uh, you. Is there a tweet that you like? You want to shout out? Actually, it's funny that you brought up Nicole because I watched her little compilation on her Instagram this morning of her uh, Emmy... Uh, favorite Emmy nominated moments 
I just did quotes. No one can hear that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but basically, yeah, it's the first one is her rolling off the table. And I've watched that like 80 times this oh, morning. It's She's so funny. such a fucking talented comedian. Like everything. Yeah. Voice, jokes, yeah. yes. delivery, fucking physical yeah. comedy. I am the biggest Nicole Byer fan. That's all. So check Byer out her beware. stuff. And- Buyer beware, and she's an inc- she's just an incredible friend and person, and I can't say enough of like she really lifts up her friends in a way that she's man, she's the best. She like actively tries to make just to lift up everyone around her, which I think is is not, is rare. You know what I mean? It's it's not that she's right. just thriving. She's like I'm thriving, and then how do I help my friends too? It's man, she's she's an angel from heaven. She's an angel. Uh, we love the angels from heaven. <laughs> she is. Yeah. Uh, some tweets that I like. One is from at Dr. Tubitinen. Uh, It says, when a black woman says, you know what? Don't even worry about it. You should definitely worry about it. Uh, <laughs> another one. I think this is a perfect companion tweet from at Roy Wood Jr. If a black person tells you, you picked the right one today. You, in fact, did not pick the right one today. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, last one is from uh, Blair Saki, friend of the show at Blair Saki. She said, "I still feel like the name Rob Riggle is a better fit for me than it is Rob Riggle." <laughs> that is so funny. Well, I don't know why I'm like, yeah, I could, I could start calling Blair Rob Riggle. <laughs> we got Rob Riggle I can in the see building. Her as a Rob Riggle, she's got Rob Riggle energy. She got the rig vibes. Uh, anyway, so you can catch us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist, on Instagram at the Daily Zeitgeist. We got a Facebook fan page, and we got a website, DailyZeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Nope. Thank you. Um, all right, and I know you're, before we go, we know it's the weekend. You say what? What are we gonna watch on? What are we gonna watch over the weekend to talk on Monday? What are we gonna watch? Well, I think we were alluding to it earlier in the week. Clearly, all half the Earth has been watching Hamilton. I started watching it. Uh, I got some thoughts. So we will be watching the musical Hamilton. I think it's on Disney Plus or wherever you get it. You know, you might have, you might find a bootleg somewhere. I'm not gonna tell anybody. Um, but that's what we'll be watching. So get your musical boots on and your critique hats on because we will be discussing that on Monday's show and we will figure out if Alexander Hamilton really had bars. What is it? What's the show? The Daily Zeitgeist. It's a production of iHeartRadio. <laughs> so if you want to check out the iHeartRadio app, check that out or wherever you get your podcast for free. Plus, check out that website to figure out the song we're going to write out on. That song today is Ooh. by Saib, S-A-I-B, and it's called Jet Set. And if the image of it is like a grainy photo of like a beach from the 80s. And when you put your headphones on, that is where you will be transported to. It's like got a nice samba sample and good little backbeat to it. And I like, I just like that sort of um, degraded audio sound of like old Brazilian tunes. But then, you know, turned up a little bit so you could play it out brunch or something. But again, yeah, put your headphones on, put that portal app on where you can just hear the sounds of the wave and then just go get your sun rays on go somewhere else and get your tan all right we will uh ride out on that yeah exactly we'll be oh yeah get you some bossa nova go get you some coxinha you know some pau de queijo uh oh shit oh i love bossa nova the restaurant uh but don't get him started on listing every single (laughs) love feijoada so yeah uh check us out there wherever that was uh that's a habitual thing that i always say but we will be back later to talk about what's trending take care see you then bye